Hello, welcome to Campus Ministry Connection. I'm Tom Pryor alongside my co-host, Jade Christian. During this spring semester, we've spoken with many different students from various universities throughout the country to get a better understanding of why are they Catholic on a college campus? Why do they get involved in campus ministry? What can we as campus ministers do to help attract some of the new students? How do we retain some of the juniors and seniors and keep them involved in our ministry so that we can form intentional disciples who, upon graduating, will hopefully be part of parish ministries and make a difference there as well. Today, we have a very exciting guest because Mara Traybold is, is joining us from the University of Slippery Rock, University of Pennsylvania Slippery Rock. And what makes her ministry unique is that it's part of a parish community as well. My university, our Newman Center, is not part of a parish community, so I don't know anything about that, Maura. Please explain to me and all of the listeners here, what does it mean when you're kind of associated with a parish, and how does that parish help you to become more involved in your faith and grow your faith? Yeah, so our, our university at Slippery Rock, we have a unique experience because our Newman Center is actually our parish office also. So the Diocese of Pittsburgh is our diocese, and they're in a pretty large um, parish grouping combining churches um, a project <laughs> along the whole diocese. So um, our parish um, administrative office is also our Newman Center, and it's also where our priest lives, and our, he's our chaplain also for the university. So we have a lot of um, interaction with our parish community because um, our daily masses are held at our Newman Center, and it is, our Newman Center is is off campus, but also it's right next to campus. So our education building is right next to the Newman Center. So um, it's it's basically right in the town. Our town is, is very small here. So the parish grouping covers a lot of geographic area. So there's a lot of opportunities um, for the parishioners to come to Slippery Rock into our Newman Center because that is where a lot of the, the parish events and parish masses happen. Very cool. Very cool. I bet that's just such a blessing to have a campus ministry as well as a parish community there. Like I, there's so many opportunities um, that could be for both or both communities for the students and for the families, young adults, other people in the parish communities. What opportunities have you had um, to serve your parish community? Yeah, so Along with it, our Newman Center and all of the offices being there, I have kind of taken advantage of all of the people there and all the employees of the parish. And that's such a cool experience for me because everything's all interconnected. And when we're there, a lot of the staff is also there. So um, I know in my questionnaire, I filled out that I talked a lot about how they're just so accessible. So our our um, DRE, I talk to her a lot because she's in a lot of the education side of things, which I am pursuing a degree in education. So I love to talk to her and she has little kids, so I get to watch them sometimes. So that's, a, that's one aspect. And then another aspect is um, some of the older <laughs> members of the, the staff and um, just talking to them and talking I, I essentially could be their grandkids age. So it's fun <laughs> in that way because we have a, a lot more of an older population here in Slippery Rock. So I get to, to kind of gain their wisdom and hear stories and hear from them. And then in addition, our priests, they also have their offices at our Newman Center. So I have had such a wonderful experience getting to know them both better. We have an administrator, Father Adam Verona, and then 
a parochial vicar who doesn't deal as much with us students, but his office is there. It used to be Father Steve Neff, and now it is Father Sean Francis. So just a bunch of different people around all the time, um, working with their doors open and able to have us students be there. Um, unfortunately, with COVID, there has been a um, almost like a divide, unfortunately, because we are on a, a college campus and the staff, they want to be safe with for their families. So I haven't had as much interaction this year, this academic year, but um, hopefully things opening back up, we can get back to somewhat of our normal, our normal Newman Center life, um, especially with the parish community. So. Maura, the parish communities, uh, I think can be a little daunting for some students. Um, this past weekend, my ministry, we just wrapped up kind of celebrating our seniors. And I printed off a guide that I gave to each senior that said, depending on whichever town city you go to, here's, here's some steps to finding a church home, right? Uh, view the bulletin, see if the mass times are good for you, meet the priest, meet some of the other staff. What can you tell us about working with a parish community that might help to um, ease the nerves, I guess, of some of our senior students who, who are, are used to going to mass with students of their same age? And, and now all of a sudden they say, wait, I have to go to a parish and become involved at a, a large parish. What, what does that even mean? How do I do it? It's probably going to look a lot different. What do you say to those students? Um, I would say that just kind of interacting when you can, even during the Mass. Like I know um, at our Newman Center, I go to daily Mass pretty often, and you see the same people <laughs> all the time. They sit in the same places, and um, it's just, it's so interesting because they are a lot of members from our community as well. So a lot of them are professors or ex-professors or retired professors, and um, just there's, they're so willing to want to talk to us and want to just say hello and get to know us better. And I think it's sometimes more intimidating for them because they're not, <laughs> they're, they're kind of in their own world in their generation, but us, um, we kind of have a different perspective and a different um, life to us in a sense. And I think that it's really been encouraging and super exciting to be able to um, share the life of those prisoners because they don't typically see people my age, um, especially in the churches and involved. So although I'm intimidated by them and by their faith because they're so wise and so faithful and they're so wonderful, but honestly, they just love seeing us and seeing like my generation and seeing the youth that the, the parish that we hope can build up. But um, just during the sign of peace, like saying hello, <laughs> even just like a quick wave. I know that, you know, I've gotten to know some people that way. And also at our church, we have a sign in sheet to kind of contact Trace still with COVID. So I know that like a lot of the prisoners' names now <laughs> because I see them on the sign in sheet. So that's pretty cool. Um, and just, just trying to be as present and, and involved as possible whether that's five minutes after just saying hello, introducing yourself, just to make those connections and just to, to make it more real for both of, like for us and then also for the prisoners as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you made a note about, you know, knowing prisoners' names now after this year of COVID and doing res reservations and whatnot. I too have been learning a lot more <laughs> faces and names and families. It's it just, it, it, it brings you closer into the community. Um, our pair, our sorry, our campus ministry here in Pensacola, Florida, we are also placed in a very, um, in a community where there are a lot of elderly. We are actually placed 
in, around three retirement homes, um, as well as this area is pretty uh, filled with retired families. So I totally get the brightness of their faces when they see young people, and especially daily mass. Um, but seeing them in the church, seeing them involved, it's just amazing for them to connect with young people. And with that comes like opportunities like um, helping out with the high schoolers, um, helping out with faith formation. And um, our students here at our campus ministry just finished helping out with their uh, high school confirmation retreat. Our students got to have a team and just, you know, got to be with high schoolers as they prepare for the sacrament. Have you, you, you mentioned that you've helped um, with a confirmation retreat before. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, so we, we've always, that is one of the, the biggest ways for our campus ministry to have, be funded a little bit. So we have gone um, a few times to different parishes in the diocese um, who are wanting to have college students lead their confirmation retreats. And it's a way for our campus ministry to get a little stipend for that in order to keep our, us funded a little bit. And that is such a, a cool opportunity, I think, on both ends. Um, I've had experience in person and then also virtually. We just had one virtual a couple weeks ago. And that's so interesting because the students here, they get confirmed when they're in eighth grade. So the students are a little bit younger and they just want to see a real face. And yes, adults <laughs> are real in their own way, but also us college students can, can relate to them in such a unique way and maybe not relate to their exact experiences in 2021, but just being more real. Like I just went through that not too long ago and and I'm still a student and going through like faith formation of my own um, and still being a young adult. So I think that the the connections that can be made, um, I think I said it, that you can't change them in a couple hours. You're not gonna make something, you're not gonna say anything profound, but I think just having that, that idea in their head that you can still be young, whether you're in high school or whether you're in college or whether you're a young professional, you can still be young and still be involved and it's, it's okay to be interested about your faith. And here as college kids are, like we're giving of our time to, to help be with them. Um, so that's been a cool experience. And I actually got invited back to my hometown, which is two hours from where I go to school. And I was invited back by our um, nun, her name is Sister Cindy, and she asked me to give a little talk to their confirmation kids. And they're in 11th grade. So I am a different diocese at home. And that was one of the most incredible experiences because I did it twice and it was about 20 minutes and it was more of a witness testimony kind of talk, but also just to, to tell the kids and to, to relate to them how, you know, everything that you're doing now, I talked about seeds being planted and how like the seeds are always being planted. And one day the Lord, like they will manifest and that they will like start to bloom, but the seeds are being planted. And um, to hear that from a 20 year old looks different than a 65 year old nun. <laughs> and I think that is something that I have really been thinking and praying about in terms of my future and my career and my ministry moving forward is how being a young person in the church right now is so important in order to be real to the, to the young generation of, wow. of people moving up. So it's been a really unique experience and I'm excited to, to hopefully do more with it and to see where it takes me in the future. That's awesome. That's awesome.
Mariah, I like that you talk about um, kind of helping out with some of those younger students, especially during a confirmation retreat. It's, it's funny you mentioned different dioceses and different times for confirmation. Um, I actually live in a separate diocese from the one I work in, and the one I work in, their confirmation is now in third grade, and the one I live in is, is wow. eighth grade. So it's, it's, it's very different depending on which diocese you're in. But you make a good point that uh, what isn't different is that young people look to college students as almost like a role model. And if, if, if you think that faith is cool, and it can be cool, you can be a college student and you can be involved in your faith, then they'll think the same thing and they'll want to emulate that when they get older. Uh, I wanna talk a little bit about your experience because you're that high school student and then you get to a college campus and you, you, you know, you, you're involved in your faith and is it cool for me to do this? And all of a sudden there were some, I believe focused missionaries were very important in your faith formation. So again, a, a young person recently out of college who's coming back to help minister someone a few years younger than them and that had a profound impact on your life. Yes, that was the, the focus missionaries, they were the impetus to help me get involved in campus ministry. And unfortunately, they are no longer on our campus, but it is incredible how a group of, of people, of missionaries, anybody, it could have been students who invited me into that, that community. Um, and it was, it took me going to the, to the mass and to the event, but then the community that surrounded that mass and that event and that cookout that, that was there, that is what, that was what drew me in. Um, that is what, like, they captivated me, and I, I was pretty strong in, strong in my faith in high school, I guess. I, there wasn't many opportunities, but I think coming to college, our, our faith in our church is so steady and so universal that I knew that there would be something here. I just didn't know what it would look like. And I think that that initial impact and that first impression is what just like scooped me up. And I realized that I had such a community and such a home and such a family. And these people were so real and so normal. And, you know, we went to mass, but then we just had a cookout after. And, you know, it was just like, hey, how are you? Like, what's going on? There was no, there was no, overbearing or you know trying to ask questions about religion or all these different things it was just so normal and real and that is something that I feel our campus ministry has done such a great job um, with focus and then with them leaving is just making it so real and so inviting and and making it cool on a college campus <laughs> and wanting kids and wanting students to come and just be part of a community and through those relationships and through those connections that you make, then you then you start talking about faith and you start to to talk more of the religion side of things. But just just having that place to be and that welcoming and that feeling of love and just inclusion was just such it made such an impact on me. Um, and now three years later, I <laughs> I am where I am and I am now like. Uh, I'm considered the president of our club, but I just consider myself a leader and just working with other students my age to to lead our rock Catholic ministry on campus and to just build up the campus back to what it used to be before COVID. So. A difficult endeavor to bring it back to what it was pre-COVID. I know Jade and I are, are thinking about that the same, the same way. How do we in the fall um, get our students excited about maybe a ministry that looks different than it had this past year, maybe um, two years before that. You mentioned some of these uh, kind of, I, I, I partnered with Evangelical Catholic a couple of years ago um, to really look at our ministry and they would, 
what they called front porch events or front porch items are, are kind of those events that just draw people onto the front porch. Think of your house, right? In the living room, maybe you're having service projects and discussions about faith, but no, no one on the outside who walks up to your house is just going to want to come straight into the living room. You have to get them on the front porch first. So what are some front porch events? And it's some of those social events, some of those um, events where you meet someone for the first time and you just make a connection. Maybe you have a cookout, maybe it's some games and, and you talk about life, not necessarily faith. Uh, and that gets a student excited about the ministry and, and forming some relationships. And then maybe cultivate that for a few weeks, and then they'll step in and say, okay, let me see the living room. Let me do some service projects and volunteer a little bit more. Um, is that what you experienced? Yes, definitely. I think we actually just had our, our leader meeting for next semester. So we, we just had this conversation about how do we how do we outreach in a normal and real way to get people on the front porch, <laughs> to get to know them and then get them to come in and be part of our community. Um, something that we love to do is we have a bonfire and we have this great, um, it's called our ski lodge. So there's this huge, huge hill that people can tube and ski down. It's not that big, but there's at the bottom, there's like a lodge and there's a bonfire pit. So something that we do one in the fall, kind of as a kickoff event, and then one at the end of the year as a wrap up event. So we have a big bonfire with yard games and a cookout. And um, that is some way that we all as leaders talked about how we went to that our freshman year and how we loved it so much because it was so fun and it was outside so you weren't intimidated by this newman center building and and you had uh you had the priest there <laughs> father adam is so wonderful at being at things with us and just kind of being that presence and like oh a priest could have fun too <laughs> he can come outside and, and play cornhole with us and and it just makes it so real and it's such a natural setting. So that's something that our campus ministry, we love to do that. And, and we're so blessed to have the, the space and the, um, the affiliation with our campus. We work really well with them and they're really supportive of our club, even though we're, we're an on-campus organization, but we're not technically affiliated. Um, it's, it's confusing, but I'm sure you both have that, <laughs> that same kind of confusing situation. But yeah, they're so supportive and we're thankful for that. Um, another thing that we have the opportunity to do as a student organization is we table. So our quad and our student center were able to register and sign up in order to set up a table in order to promote our club and just meet some people um, as they're walking to the library, as they're walking to get Starbucks, um, just a, re a real setting there. So we are definitely going to hopefully take advantage of that in the fall in order just to meet some people, whether or not it turns into anything, just to show our presence on campus and, and to show people that yeah, we're the Catholic club, but also, yeah, we're pretty cool. <laughs> and we can, we hand out pretty cool, pretty cool things and we have cool events and, and we try to, to build our community up and bring everybody in regardless of your um, religious beliefs or affiliations. One thing that um, has been sticking out to me as you're sharing your experience on, on your campus is that it all comes down to the realness of, of friendship and how much we need to put that as, at the forefront of our mind when we first, for example, um, are doing the outreach events that you guys have lined up um, because, you know, that's how Jesus 
did his ministry, you know, like he invited his friends up for breakfast on a shore and fried some fish and had a conversation with them, you know, it is that relationship first. And then the programming, the planning, the logistics afterwards, you know, it's that meeting with someone, that connection that you have, not your agenda that you have first, you know, it's that's when you meet them and you learn their name and you learn where they're from, that everything follows. That's where Jesus comes, you know, that's where it's, that's where he begins and then everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was, I had a unique experience because I came in as Focus was in the middle of their their few years on campus. So I remember that Focus, one of their big things is authentic friendship. I never really understood what that meant. And then that kind of led into my relationship with the Focus missionaries and then also with campus ministry and how when you're modeled authentic friendship, you know then what it's like and you know how it is to be to be loved to to be loved and to be the person who who is invited places and you are the person who just kind of shows up to things and then as they transitioned off of our campus and campus ministry became the the source of our leadership um I had that experience I knew then how to uphold that and I knew then how to to carry that out as a student and as a student leader. So I know what it's like to be invited. So now I have to go out and invite. And I think that something that I heard a while ago was you have to earn the right to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that sticks with me because I don't want to be asked all these these crazy questions and I don't want to be interrogated the first time I meet you. I just want to I just want to get to know you and I want to to see what you love and I want to live life with you. And then the other things come and the other conversations come and that's only because I'm your friend and I love you and I want to to see your heart and to know you better. Um so I just I keep those few little things in my head especially as we're starting kind of a fresh outreach, especially in the fall um, for our ministry here. So there, there's so many things that come into play, but I am always so, I always reflected on thankful and blessed to have that, have that experience in order to, to be able to give of myself now, knowing how it feels and knowing how it, it feels to be that way. So there's a, there's a scripture that I, I tried to pray with and I, I'm forgetting exactly which which letter it comes from, but um, it says, I didn't come here to, you know, yada, 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 but he says, I come, St. Paul says, I come to share my very self with you, um, and that's why I'm here, um, and through that comes this affection for one another that I just want to know your name, I just want to know who you are, um, and then everything else follows. Yeah. Jade, you're right. That authentic friendship, and that'll be so important, especially as students come back for the fall semester, because it may be the first time universities are opening up again. You can have some of those social events that Mara just talked about. So that's really a charge that Jade and I give to all campus ministry staff out there. Look at your fall as, okay, what can we do the first couple of weeks to to meet students, to show authentic friendship, to engage in those relationships that will then become something and foster something that'll happen later in the semester. More, I think you did a, a phenomenal job of explaining some of those kind of front porch ministries. Um, and again, I encourage all campus ministry staff to be open-minded about what may be possible for you in the fall. So 
Maura, I just want to thank you for joining us. You're the final guest, a final student guest that Jade and I have on the spring series of podcasts. And we wrapped it up in a very nice way because it's looking ahead a little bit to what the fall will look like. We started this podcast off talking about kind of some of the seniors going into parish life. But then again, this, this campus ministry is cyclical, right? We'll be back in the fall and we have to find ways to get those young people, these high school students you were ministering to, we have to get them excited about living faith on a college campus. Yeah, and and also what you shared about your connections at the pair in your parish community can serve, like, can help our students right now who are getting ready to graduate. If they're in graduate school, if they're getting ready to, you know, actually go off and start their own lives, start their own families, to feel encouraged to seek out that parish, seek out those connections, even if you're not in campus ministry anymore look for those communities because the authentic friendship still continues past campus ministry into your family life, um, adult life in parish communities as well. Yeah, thank you both so much for having me. I'm honored to be the last one. <laughs> and just, yeah, the opportunity and experience. So thank you. Thank you. It was an excellent thank way to everything that you're doing on your campus Thank ministry. you for joining us. Jade and I will have one more podcast coming up. It's just going to be the two of us as we wrap up this spring series. But again, thank you, Maura. And to all of you listeners who have, who have been a part of this spring semester of listening to students, we really hope that some of the things the students shared, you can implement in your ministry um, so that you can have effective discipleship in the fall. So I'm Tom Pryor alongside my co-host, Jade. Thank you again, Maura, and to all of you listeners for joining us on the Campus Ministry Connection. <laughs>